Osiris. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Loyalty, described as, do you care? And I care, and that's why I'm on this show. Comes a time, here we go. <laughs> I'm a sucker for O'Teal, man. I saw that same feeling that I have, that would he filled a void that I didn't even know existed. It feels so good to, as Ben said, to try to do something about an issue as opposed to complaining. If you can't help, don't hurt. If we could just all get out there and throw cream puffs at each other, maybe things would, instead of bullets and, and <laughs> angry words, it would be better. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There's a worldwide surge in interest in mushrooms. It was deep, man. It's not that TM makes your mind quiet down there. It already is. We're just stuck up here. We've lost access. I'm jumping Jack Flash came out by the stones. So I thought, all right, perfect, man. I'm gonna drive, and I started driving through the neighborhood, and I got, I got a text from Mick Jagger. <laughs> People saying that you know what we do is non-essential. Well, playing those few gigs that yeah. you saw me at felt pretty essential to me. It wasn't like they were clapping from here. Is they were clapping from here. My view of things is that death, death is the last and best reward for a life well lived. Like you gotta, it's the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Comes a Time. That's O'Teal. And that's Mike. We had a good one this week. Another good one. DJ Logic. Yes. What's his real name? I just saw it on the email. I don't know. Jason Kibler? I don't know. I'm not. I think it's Jason Kibler. It took me years to to ever find it out. I'm never interested. You know, when someone, when that's their name, like that's their name. Yeah, Logic. Yeah. He's incredible. God, (laughs) thinking about when we were, you know, getting ready for this, just thinking about all the people I've seen him perform with and just to know that's just like a uh uh what do they call it a a thimble's worth of a the people that he's, yeah, yeah i mean really just, just all he, the collaborations and the stuff he's doing at blue note and whew. he just has a he's curious he reminds me of my dad i'm just starting to realize but my dad had that curiosity and openness yeah but that chill thing just kills me because he could be in the center of just like the most, just like the road, New York City, whatever. He can just like, <laughs> he said, I, 
like, you, do you know these other people? Can you sense your spidey senses? Like, I'm tingling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Line of the year, dude. That was great. Dude, that is, that's a, we got to make a bumper sticker <laughs> or a t-shirt or something. Well, yeah, he's the best and, and really can't thank him enough for taking time to chat. And it's just one of those things where I feel like that's a slow burn of like, that could have been a 20 hour conversation if we were yeah. able to kind of, you know, get deep into there's so much i'm fascinated by uh <laughs> she said i told her she had to wait till noon hi. <laughs> and I was like it's noon right on, <laughs> clockwork <laughs> nice hi she can't hi. hear you say hi oh, okay hi hello uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, well let you, we'll let you run we'll let you go be a hangout i'm coming yes i'm gonna play with you all right you guys enjoy <laughs> dj logic all right. We'll catch you next time, everybody. We're here on Osiris. Go to OsirisPod.com. Patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod for uh, all things comes a time. See you next time. Thank you, Logic. So how you been, brother? I've been good. I've been good. Just, uh, you know, just kind of catching back. Getting back into the flow of things, as to say, after all the the crazy stuff going, you know, from the, this this year and last year. So I'm just uh, happy to be back out on the road, happy to be playing and uh, and seeing the people. It it really does feel like this year, even the second half of this year, was kind of like a, all right, how do I do this again? Like, right. let's figure out what's new, what's the same, what's different. How do I handle it different? It, it really has been kind of like a slow takeoff on the runway, it seems. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, just doing the transition from going from live to like doing streaming stuff and back to live stuff, you know, it was definitely a transition. And, um, you know, the streaming thing I had to adapt to when, when the time when that time was and uh and getting back in, you know, into the live thing as well, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it just took, everything took a few, you know, two steps. <laughs> What's your travel comfort level? Like some people have a hard time psychologically being in a plane full of people <laughs> again, you know? Uh, travel is, um, you know, I'm not traveling as much, but, you know, I, uh, Definitely take the precaution and safety, just making sure, you know, I keep my distance and and uh, wear my mask. And, you know, I've been, you know, traveled on plane, you know, and also traveled on train. And, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of, you know, adapting to everything and just doing it carefully. Talk to a lot of people who have actually done the train instead of a flight when it's possible. And they said they really liked it actually, you know, and I, I, I like that. I mean, I haven't done a train in quite a while, but I'd consider it if it was definitely something that was a short flight versus a tolerable train ride. I think I would be into the train. I think for sure. It's so relaxing if probably if you're on the right train, you know? Yeah. You know what? I'm talking about like the Amtrak and stuff. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So getting to the gigs and, uh, you know, the distance is always short. And then, um, you know, the flights, you can't, you know, I have to, I have to take the long legs to the West coast and, you know, South and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, I just try to judge it all right. <laughs> nice. I feel like the hardest working man in show business, dude. It seems like I see you're, you're the master of the collaboration. I see. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You're in so many different things. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, what were the thing you were just doing at uh, Lincoln Center, was it? Uh, yeah, so just did a thing at Lincoln Center, and, and um, the name of the whole the piece and project is called the San Juan Hill Project, and uh, that was also um, put together by a great trumpet player by the name of Etienne Charles, and, uh, you know, he invited me as a guest player, and um, as well as another poet called Hancock Rucks, and um if you know San Juan Hill, back in the day, San Juan Hill, the history, it used to be um, it used to be a black and immigrant area. You know, you have black, Hispanic and Irish and uh, basically all of Lincoln Center was that back in the day, you know, before they built Lincoln Center. And um, from I think from 59th to about 60. 65th or 67th, somewhere like that. And uh, it was, uh, they, you know, they covered a lot of ground, I should say. And yeah. um, it was a lot of great, great musicians that came out of uh, San Juan Hill. And, uh, you know, Thelonious Monk was one of them. 
and uh, he, he paved the way for the jazz scene. And uh, James P. Johnson, I think he did yeah. the Charleston. He did. He's the one who came up with mm-hmm. the Charleston. And, wow. uh, you know, so that that was, uh, you know, that was also amazing to hear all these great um, influential people who paved the way musically and um, in the arts, you know, and, uh, you know, in the history there's is. It's uh, so, so special and um, it's great to, you know, kind of go back to it and, you know, just pay homage to what was and not not let people forget about, you know, what was there. You know what I'm saying? So and it's also great that Lincoln Center put it put this whole thing on. And uh, it was a new auditorium called the David uh, Geffen Hall, a beautiful, beautiful auditorium. And the New York City Philharmonic, the Lincoln the Orchestra, they were amazing. Um, like I said, uh, ATN Charles did an amazing, amazing job. And I had fun, you know, I had fun uh, playing. You know, it was really, really cool. Something different, you know, playing with the orchestra and uh, the rehearsals. <laughs> The rehearsals are very brutal, but the, it all it all it, it all came out it all came out wonderful. You know, and people loved it, and I look forward to doing it again. That's awesome. <laughs> you really do have uh, until you hit it on the head, though. You're like you're like the master of collaboration. It's just so interesting to think back to like all the times I've seen you live and how different each situation was, you know, and how you figured out a way to like tie it all together or put a fun twist on, you know, some of the stuff, like, it's just wild seeing you with Kimok, seeing you with Bobby, seeing you with all these, you know, it's just incredible. And it, and it really did. It's a, it bridged, it, it, it bridged gaps and it opened up a lot of opportunities for very, we learn from music, right. And we learn about music and we can go forward and backwards. And you brought a lot of that to a lot of people for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's the most unlikely pairing that you've done? Like I did this one <laughs> than band. An orchestra. <laughs> I, I, I was so honored because I got called by Horacio El Negro Hernandez, a drummer who just, you know, plays. He's amazing. But the gig was not like Afro-Cuban. It was for a band from Turkey. Mm. And so I was learning all this really... So I thought I would have been doing something different with El Negro, but it ended up being this trip, which was super fun. Right. And I actually stayed at his house and stuff. It was so great meeting one of my heroes, you know. Right. But that was like the I was like, well, I could check that one off. Like, what's the wildest pairing you ever did? Um, the wildest pairing. Wow. And yeah, and I play with a lot of different genres. Um, you said Turkey. I'll have to go to Morocco. You know, I'll just say the master, the <laughs> yeah. master musicians of Jajuka. You know, oh, you play with those guys. Oh, play yeah, with those guys. And I was also invited to, to Morocco to play in their village, and it was an honor. Wow. It was an honor to work with them and meet them and meet their family, and their village family, and. You know, how how I got to work with, well, how I got to work with them, we all have mutual friends. Um, Billy Martin from Modesky, Martin Wood, Mickey Hart, you know, and Bill Laswell. Um, So I worked on a a cool remix with with Mickey and Mickey Hart. And uh, yeah, and, uh, you, you know, these guys, I saw them on the festival circuit 
and I was just, you know, wanting to do something with them. And uh, yeah. the opportunity came around. Um, Billy Martin hit me up, was like, hey, man, you want to do something with the um, Moroccan players, uh, Bashir and the master musicians of Jajuka? I was like, sure. So I, was, wow. you know, I didn't think nothing of it. And if you listen to their music, their music is very authentic Moroccan music. It's yeah. very uh, it's, repet it's repetitive. Deep. It's, it's, you know, it's also kind of a little hypnotizing, but it's just, it's just like a sitar sound, but but it's all flute. And uh, Those double read. Oh, double man. Read. Right. So, Ooh. you know, um, That's cool. you know, I had the opportunity to play with them in Europe and also I had an opportunity to, you know, work on a recording with them. So just, you know, trying to come up with um, vibes and things like that, sounds and beats and stuff around that. That for me was very special, you know, and it put it, you know, it kind of put me in a place, you know, and it's like a humble place and relaxed place. So I, I, I have to say that was very special. We got to get play a cut a little bit of the Jajuka Sorcerers. Yeah. For, uh, the people on the podcast, you can hear it. It's very ancient sounding. Super yes, ancient sounding. It's a, to hear you, like mm. you know, DJing with that. I gotta yeah, hear that. Yeah, I yeah. found out about that through Ornette Coleman, right? You know, like, or through Colonel Bruce. He's the Colonel one. Bruce, that's talk. right. Yes, the, but he's a historian. He's got. <laughs> he was from. That's where I think Ornette did a record with him, right? Did, or, or they were on. Yeah, something. they did on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, Jeez, super cool. How long did you go? Did you visit? Did you go there for a certain extended period um, of time? Or yeah, I was there for about two two weeks. Um, I went to Casablanca, mm. Marrakesh, wow. um, yeah, and uh, and up to Jajuka to their village. And it was just a humbling experience, just to yeah. you know, taking all all the the scenery, the vibes, the food. The, I bet that food yeah. was good, wasn't it, man? The food, the food was great. You know, the colors, the culture. I mean, it was it was amazing. You know, I also felt like you know felt like I walked back in time. You know, like a Raiders of the yeah. Lost Ark or something like that. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah walking through uh, the markets and things like that. But it was also, it was just a, a beautiful experience. And um, those are the things I love, you know, just a, a challenge and also to learn from, you know, the history of the music and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. It seems to be your Jedi power to like connect with everyone because from Shazuka to like gathering of nations, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. Derek and Dr. Lita and like, hey. you're the one that turned me onto that, you know, and we yes. had them on the podcast. Just be like, uh, wow, y'all got to like go see this year. and hear it. Uh, yes. We got to do it. We got to do New Orleans. Mm -hmm. There's a funk thing that Nedza Blett's doing February, like I think first week of February. I forgot to tell you about it, Mike, yeah. but he's doing uh, like taking a group and they're going to meet all these because so we should do that. Oh, and then perfect. April is Gathering of Nations, right? That's right. It was Gathering of Nations. That's right. And Albuquerque. Yeah. And man, have, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Let's hit them both, man. That's right. Let's do it. Let's how, yeah. did you, how did you meet Derek and Dr. Lita? Uh, I met Derek and Dr. Lita. Um, it was on the festival circuit. Um, I think it was uh, uh, probably at a... Uh, mm, 
might have been at a Grateful Dead concert or uh, or or um, I think it was a Jam Cruise one. And uh, it was yeah, they used to do Jam Cruise. Yeah, they, I used to see them more than once. You know, at at the festivals and. Uh, you know, we just talked, you know, talked about music and uh, I know they they talked about wanting me to come and do the gathering. And at that time, didn't really know what it was all about at the time. And then, you know, then I looked back and then I was like, I looked into it and I was like, oh, OK, this is. Yeah, I love to do this. You know, it's part of the Native American culture and it it, it just felt right. It felt great. And um you know they they're doing an amazing job over there as well as Melanie, their daughter. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know. So, great. Um, you know, I'm always happy to, to to go and and play as well as just to go and and take in the culture and the people. You know, it's it's, it's such a big community, and I'm just so happy yeah. that you know they have me a part of it all and. Uh, yeah, and just seeing it grow and seeing all the hard work that they put into it is amazing. Yeah, it is, man. They're I learned about it from Motil during the pandemic. So there was not, you know, it, it wasn't happening. So now, yeah. again, like just this year, even I think it was in April, right? This year, but it yeah. was smaller. So, mm. yeah, next year is kind of hopefully when, yeah, that would be incredible. All right, yeah. is that, do you try to go, do you go annually? Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, yeah, I do go annually. I would say this is probably like my, uh, maybe my ninth or tenth year. There wow. you go. Yeah, I've been doing it quite a while. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. And I've been enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I recommend everyone else to, you know, you know, make get the opportunity to go check it out because um, it's, it's such an amazing event. And, uh you know, the culture, you know, the history and everything is, 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 is something special and something great to see. Yeah. So what's your origin story, man? We see you everywhere, like <laughs> everywhere I turn, yeah, which yeah. is great. But what were you, what were your beginnings? Yeah, I'm interested in this. <laughs> wow. You, uh, you know, just growing up, me just, you know, just kind of, I don't know, just... I, how should I say? Just uh, landed, landed from out of space, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, growing up, growing up in New York City in the Bronx, and um, you know, my family from the South and from the Caribbean. Um, you know, uh, what else? Uh, my you know, my love for music was, you know, my mom was playing a lot of um, soul and jazz and, you know, me just uh, uh, also uh, being exposed to like hip hop and stuff and, and the, coming up in the Bronx and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, that was like my first love, you know, so that's what got me into DJing. Is listening, you know, going to the hip hop parties and stuff like that. And then, uh, so who were your first favorites back uh, then? My first favorites was like Run DMC, you know, Jam Master J, you know, Flash, Flash, yeah. uh, who else? Uh, Jazzy J, these are the names that I heard a lot. And, um, who else? Uh, and you had, you know, some of the, the other, other DJs from, from, uh, Red Alert to, you know, uh, Pete Rock to, 
Who else? Marley Moore. I could the list could yeah. go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> list could go on. And 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 the bomb squad too. I have to say, you know, Keith Shockley and Hank Shockley, you know, those guys as well. And um, but I was just exposed to a lot of different styles of music, just like I said, growing up in New York City as well, not just the Bronx, you know, because we it's very diverse here. So you know, I would walk outside and I would hear Latin music. I hear Caribbean music. Then I hear some soul music. Then I hear some reggae. You know, I was hearing everything and the hip hop. So I just kind of just absorbed all that stuff. And um, yeah, and then uh, just being so curious and open minded, you know, th that led me down to the downtown scene in uh, in the village to, to, the, to this wonderful place called the Knitting Factory. Yeah. You know, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, so that was like my first time being in a, a jazz club and playing with jazz musicians, you know. Um, Is that where you hooked up with Billy Martin and those cats? That's, the Knitting Factory that's, um, scene? Actually, I hooked up with Billy Martin at uh, CBGB's. We talk about Modesky Martin Wood here. Yeah. Billy yeah. Martin, drummer from Modesky Martin Wood. Um, I met Billy and John and Chris. Now we all met at the Bowery. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was the CBGBs. Uh, CBGBs, like they had an opposite club. So, um, and at that time, I was playing with Vernon Reed from Living Color, and uh, yeah, we just kind of. It's like one of those Jedi things, you know. We we saw each other and we just kind of that's like wow, mesmerized. Like, hey, you know, I'd love to do something with you and. And I was like, vice versa, you know, let's let's do something. And uh, and at the time, you know, I, I didn't really know they had a big following that they did. And, you know, I just heard them. I just heard them play. And I was just like, oh, these guys are great. You know, great trio. Yeah. And then uh, I just got a call from them. And this is like during their Shaq, Shaq Man record. And they were doing. Yeah, little, man, that's the. Yeah, they were doing gigs around the city in New York and. And it happened to be the knitting factory. And I got a call from Liz Penta and uh, yeah, they wanted a DJ to come and play with them. And I was just like, all right, you know, so I came and bought all the, the music that I was listening to at the time and, and enjoying the jazz, acid jazz, the hip hop, you know, all the good hip hop um, and, and the breaks, you know, so I kind of just mixed it all in all those different genres and uh and it was a dance party and uh they're following and you know they're 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 i should say they're following everybody embraced it all and i was very happy to see that oh, and, uh, was and i was incredible. having fun and uh yeah and then one thing led to the next they asked me if i would love to sit in with them and i was just like of course i'd love to and uh you know, once once that happened, that was it. You know, I just yeah, it just went. <laughs> I caught a couple of those. I you, you played was it at one of the festivals? I can't remember if it was the Burke Fest. Yeah. Or or that's what I was thinking was it Burke Fest. Burke Fest. I think I saw you guys, and that's another thing that we you know talk about a lot with music, where it's like we're lucky in this world when you're like you said, curious and open minded, where you learn a lot. Bands and musicians when they collaborate it kind of opens up a whole door of like, you learn about different musicians and different pathways through Modesky collaborating with you and then collaborating with Schofield on a go-go. It was just, those were two totally yeah. different. Like I loved Modesky from the start. And then it's like, they go here, check this out here, check this out. And that's yeah. the fun part about 
the the spirit of music is the collaboration and right. the you leave with three new favorites and then you go right. down those rabbit holes and learn about the acid jazz and learn about it's incredible it's just incredible <laughs> you so did your you own that uh, little thing at the blue note right huh sorry did you do a thing at the blue note where you had different people yeah I, every I, night I, something like I, that? yes i did a thing at the blue note it was a residency um, that's been going on. It's, uh, actually, I'll have the fourth one coming up next year, the 20, 20 of New Year, uh, January. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a few different residencies um, with different artists. And John, John, well, I didn't do one with John. Actually, I did one with uh, Carl Denson, um, Ravi Coltrane, um, James nice. Carter, Mono Neon, wow. uh, Vernon Reed. Angie Swan and uh, Marcus Gilmore, and as well as Adam Day, just to say, and all those have been. <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, like you hear all those names. You hear all those names. Yeah, each each night was different. Also, I got to say, Anderson Pot came through, which was a, 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 a nice. That was uh, that was really cool to have him come through with um, my special guest Fred Wesley. So that Ooh. was. That was also that was also nice and Maurice Brown, um, but man, then, come on, dude! I'm saying like all those nights with all those different as well. Oh wait, hold on, and I got can't forget JoJo, JoJo from Widespread also came through. So nice. it was a lot of uh, it was a, it, each night was something different with different artists and uh, and different collaborations because you know um, one thing I love pairing people up that never played with, with each other before and, you know, and taking them out of their zone and their element. But, you know, through the years of working with different musicians and seeing how they work and stuff like that, you know, it's just like picking up your favorite record and you want to, you play that same record over. You're like, Oh, I love the way that person plays. or I love the way that person adapts to, you know, this groove and this and that, you know, so how I, you know, how I just, I just kind of picked my favorites. It was like picking like the all-star team, you know, for NBA team, you know <laughs> nice. what I'm saying? And, you know, and I just felt like these people were great, you know, it was a great pairing of, of artists to put together, you know, not all, I didn't have all those people on the stage all at once, but yeah, individually, <laughs> you know, and it was different people, different, different nights and, uh, and it cool. went well and that's, and it was all improvised. And uh, yeah, and I'm, you know, like I said, like we did two shows a night, and um, each set was different than the first, you know, than the last. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited about that, as well as um, seeing the artists, you know, get excited about it as well, because it was something different than what they usually do, and taking them out their element and being experimental and having fun that's the most part of it having fun and seeing them smile at the end saying i'd love to do it again and uh yeah you know i'm just i'm just happy to be able to, to get all those amazing people on one stage and do something special like that yeah when you when you first began uh to dj did you like have a mentor or someone you studied under or someone that kind of took you under 
their wing and you kind of learn the ropes. Cause I've heard, I've talked to a couple of different friends of mine. Uh, Cypher sounds is a good friend of mine. And we were talking about how he started and stuff like that. And I'm always interested in that, you know? Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at smart wool for more than 25 years. Smart wool has been making Merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable because they want to help you play, laugh and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They are here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. This honestly has to be a lot of people, you know? There's a lot of people that... Um, you know, the very, you know, part part of, you know, me coming up and watching me grow and stuff like that. And I don't want to, I don't want, you know, the lose to kind of not say any, miss out on somebody's name out, you know. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to leave fine. anyone out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, because yeah. it's like, yeah, everybody, you know, you got people, the older generation, you know, as well as the new generation, everybody you get something from and you kind of, you know, they they kind of give you a little boost and, you know, when you talk to them. So I'm yeah. always open-minded to, you know, talking and discussing things, you know, but one person that stands out for me is, I would say, Vernon Reed, you know, and yeah. Vernon, he's, you know, he's watched me from when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? So he's seen me grow and, uh, you know, I definitely go back to him to talk. Actually, today we we talked this morning. We always get up early in the morning. Either I hit him up or he'll hit me up out of the booth. So and we just talked about putting something together. You know, nice. at the end of the month. And um, who else? Uh, I reach out to O'Till. You know, when I could get O'Till. We know. send each other UFO yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> He's right. always from outer space. You're ahead of me on a lot of stuff. I'm like, damn, I didn't know that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think oh, you're no. getting it like right as it comes out. Right. Vernon's kind of like a. It's, he strikes me as kind of. I went over his house one time. The uh-huh. abstract ranch. Yeah. He's almost like um, a professor in yeah. some way, like a, a nutty professor, like a, uh-huh. uh, you know, like he's, yeah. he's interesting, man. He's, yeah. He reminds me of Colonel Bruce in some ways. Mm-hmm. Very encyclopedic knowledge of yes. lots of stuff. Yes. Lots of things. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, you know, that's probably one of, that's why, that's why I, uh, I love him so much because, you know, you picking his brain and when he starts talking, he starts talking, you know, and then there's a yeah, lot that's of legit shit. <laughs> legit shit. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, he's one of my special dear brothers and friends and uh, colleagues. So I love him a lot. And uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have those people, man. They come along yeah. just when you need them. I'm glad to know that yeah, a lot of the people that you were into were approachable. Mm-hmm. That you know, and would share share with you. you yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. It's not yeah. always that way sometimes. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's not. But it's always good to have somebody, you know, in your corner and 
you know, when you really could get to them and, uh, you know, get that advice. And, um, yeah, so I really, I really appreciate that. And, and, and the, there's other people too. So I don't, can't, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> too many, totally too cool. many to uh, mention. Yeah. So what are you excited about that you got coming up soon? Uh, wow. Uh, what I got coming up soon. I have, it's uh, all over the place. It is all over the place. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be in Denver for Halloween. I'll be in, uh, San oh, that sounds like fun. Yes. I'll be in San Francisco next, uh, next week. Um, I, you know, I have some stuff coming up, uh, for the new years It's you know, that's all, we're just kind of solidifying everything. Can't announce it yet, but it's something really big. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And then some recording stuff and, uh, and preparing to, you know, finish off the, the year. Right. And going into the new year, you know, hopefully everything will be much better and we'll be in hopefully in a much better place, but, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it can relax next year. I really do. Yeah. The touring and being on the road with the whole COVID thing is such a drag. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to be safe and stuff, but it's just it works on my brain, you know? Yeah, yeah. The isolation, have, the amount of isolation. Yeah, does, no, totally. It does. And you have to really be strong and uh, take some time to just take a take a breath close your eyes and you know and then you know take a little meditation break just a few minutes and then then go and proceed whichever you have to do you know have you always had this like maybe uh, awareness that you are an alien like you seem like it's hard like you're just you're always smiling <laughs> and you know he's like yeah you got it were you wound up more younger or did you get this now but it seems like the whole time i've known you just been like very chill yeah or did you just realize you were an alien like really early on and be like it's all right man all this is not even <laughs> yeah i think i think it happened early you know and, uh, yeah it's been me and uh it's been in me you know the whole alien you know everything's been in me so i I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, in my, in my, in my moment, you know, and, uh, yeah. And I express it in my, in, yeah, my alien way. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I feel like a fish out of water, right. you know, and yeah. I'm like, I want to get back to my home planet where there's, they don't right. have war and all that stuff, you know? right. well, yeah. but you've, you've taken the other path of it, which I really love, which Bruce did that too, man. He, yeah. to him, he had a lot of fun here. It was like a playground. Yes. You know? Yes. And yeah. I, you seem to have that Jedi power. I, mm -hmm. I love that, you know? Yeah, it comes Able through to and be the, more it, at ease. Yeah. It comes through when we, when you see it live too. Right. It's contagious, man. You always bring a different, like, I would love to know, you know, with all of the different collaborations and stuff that you do, um, is there a preparation on your end or do you just trust the intuition and go in in the moment and kind of, I mean, I know it's different if you're in Morocco, you have to like, but I'm sure when you step into the batter's box and dig in, <laughs> is there a process that you go through or do you just kind of trust your gut and go? 
Um, well, back to meditation, you know, I got to like center myself, get myself in the, in the zone and, uh, you know, uh, prep some stuff, you know, have some prepped ideas or I'll go over some stuff with, you know, one of the two musicians, whoever I'm working with. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just kind of, and I kind of also sometimes feel it, you know, so, you know, this is, it, it might change soon as we, I might come up with something. I have an idea before we go on, then I end up, might, I might just change it. Like, let's just go out, start off like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, you're reading the floor and you're getting the vibe and the energy. And then this is where you want to take it and, and kind of grab everyone, you know, by that. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, it's like picking up your first record. You know, this is what I want to, this is what I think is going to be, you know, going to kind of make the crowd feel a certain way, you know, get yeah. get real attention. You got to, yeah. that's brave. Yeah. That's really bra- a brave way to approach things. Like, right. I mean, well, think I was, about doing a series at the Blue Note mm-hmm. and it's all improv. Right. And with different people every night. Right. And you're like, yeah. And DJing so, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, when did you get into the meditation Oh man, I got into that like way back. I think when I was on the road with Medeski, and also when I think I went out with Bobby too, because then Bobby was doing the yoga, you know, at that time too. So um, that was with Rat Dog. And uh, and I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really get into the yoga all that much because I was like, you know, lifting weights and doing push ups and things like that. So that was another challenge for me to do the yoga stuff and, and meditating and stuff like that. So, and it, and it also, it helped, you know, just to be able to be on the road for so long and being away from family. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just ground myself and uh, yeah, just that's it. That was Any a long particular... time ago, Rat Dog, man. Yeah, that was for, that stuck, you know? Late yeah, 90s, yeah, mid to late yeah, 90s. yeah, with Rob Wasserman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the hippodrome playing with them. Yeah, when uh, any particular type of meditation? Uh, I mean, I think you know, it doesn't have to be any particular type. Everybody has their type, you know. And I think you know, you know yourself, and you know how to center yourself, and you close your, just close your eyes, you know, and uh, you know, you get into your your space. And mm-hmm. that space is right, right where it needs to be in the sensor. <laughs> See, Love it's it. that Jedi power again. Yeah. You could just go there. You know? Can you That's spot? Cool. Can you spot other um, folks from outer space? Do you have a sense? Does your spidey sense tingle if you see another? There's always tingling. tingles, you know. He lives in New York. Yeah, true. Right? You know, but uh, yeah, you know, that's the best know. answer I've ever. Heard. It's always tingling. It's always tingling. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the feeling I get from you, but it's so cool because it's very at ease. Yes, it's like when you think of tingling, you kind of think of frenetic a little more, you know, and you're just like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <it's> yeah. <laughs> especially in New York. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I need in New York because I get in New York, man, and I last about two weeks and I go, I got everything needs to stop. Just shh, you know, yeah. just 
but you have you you could just be it's like being in the eye of the storm and you're just like mm-hmm. i'm good right right <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful jedi power. i always think about that too with people that actually grow up as a child in new york Mm-hmm. It's a whole other childhood. Like it's it's different than anywhere. Like, well, especially depending on the time period. Right? No, no. Of you course. know, when I hear my and, parents and talk about they're yeah. from the Bronx. Yeah. But and they used to leave their doors, their front doors open because yeah. that was the only air conditioning you have. Was so you let, shut the screen doors, mm-hmm. and you left the door doors, you know, front and back, and then the create a breeze through the house. Yeah. And so okay. it was just a different time, you know. Um, but it, it's still a different thing. Like they have another, they have more senses, you know, mm-hmm. they're more aware, yeah. but they just, got out. They were like, oh, I don't want to raise kids here. You know what I mean? They've, they jetted. So I think I inherited a little bit of that part. Right. Yeah. Got You remind me so much of like the, you know, my yeah. folks and the folks, friends and people in the Bronx uh-huh. got that vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always tingling that's right <laughs> that should be the name of the memoir <laughs> <laughs> i mean what a memoir you would have man from the, yeah, the I, all the different avenues you've been yeah, opened yourself up to totally and it's like you know you want to do an interview like this or any interview you know it just takes my mind back to all the the accomplishments and all the things I've done musically and places I've played and, you know, people I've met and things I've saw, you know, it's all been very special and humbling. And, um, and, and yeah, it's been wonderful because as a kid, you know, I had, you know, growing up in the Bronx, once again, I had a globe, world globe, and I would spin that globe and think about one day, you know, traveling to all these different countries and all these different states and, and you know, playing music or visiting. And uh, I think I, uh, I think I've done that. And, uh, and it's, it's feels special to, you know, have friends around the world and, people that live, hear your music and love your music and love what you do. And, uh, and I just love the eclecticism too, you know, just being eclectic and open-minded musically, you know, to be able to collaborate with so many different genres and has those different genre artists want to collaborate with me and do something different. Yeah. Do you, speaking of uh, open-mindedness and stuff, I, I, I'm wondering about how the advent of technology and the digital digitizing of things versus the vinyl and it, it, how do you personally like approach that when it comes to you know it, it uh, just open to it all yeah well at first i was kind of you know i love my vinyl i love the analog so um you know it took a minute for me to switch over but uh you know because i wanted to wanted to wait for the technology to get all the the nooks and crannies out, you know, make sure everything was working right for me to, you know, move in that direction. But, um, you know, I still collect vinyl. I still love the sound of vinyl and analog. I still think, you know, you can't capture that warm sound, even if, you know, you got the purists and the digital people say you can, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely something in the air that you know tells you it's just kind of like eating food you know distinctive flavors you know what i'm saying so 
but I love the digital. I'm all about, I love what's going on now in the digital with music and stuff like that. Um, and I love how, uh, you know, new technology with the DJ uh, uh, software is going with Serato, you know, which I use. I also use Logic and Pro Tools, you know, and using all those different resources to to use it in for my disposal to be able to do what I have to do is it's, it's amazing, you know, because yeah. sometimes you know it would take a, a little a little little more time to get something done and this and that. And now it's just like one, two, three. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And then yeah, you, know, you need to, you know, get someone to play on something. You just send them an email and stuff like that. And you send your email back, you know, and, and also the trade music, same thing with trading music, you know, yeah. you know, shooting MP3s here and there and stuff like that. But, you know, I just love the, I just love the, um, the art of going out and digging and going to a record store, getting my hands dirty, picking up a record, touching it, um, reading it, looking at the artwork, because all that says something too. Yeah. Special the artist putting to make that package look presentable for you to want to pick it up and want to read it and also read all about all the other artists that are on there, the players, I should say, you know, whoever, you know, wrote the lyrics or played bass or played drums, you know, programmed the beat, all that stuff. That's, it's, it's amazing to hit, you know, see those names and then they stick in your head, you know, Oh, that person played on that record. Oh, that person did that. Oh, that, that. You know, you don't really get a chance to see that. When you go online yeah. to download the music, sure. you, know, sure. you, know, you just see something thrown in your face and all of that stuff. So I love, I love just reading the discography, reading all the discography and everything as well with the package that comes with it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Keeping up. Who you- are some of the uh, people that do what you do that have come up that are new that you think are, Get the old school, but also innovating. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, wow. I mean, I've been listening. Robert Glasper is doing some cool stuff. Uh, who else? Um, I said Anderson Pot got some great stuff going. Uh, uh, else? Um, but I'm talking about like DJs specifically. Oh, DJs. Oh, well, some brother. Uh, got man, it's a few different DJs. You know, playing with the live band. You mean? Yeah, I'm talking about kind of doing like what what you do. Someone that's like in the same vein as you, but someone who's come up newer, like after you. Okay, well, well, I'll say my brother Jahi Sundance. He's doing his thing. He was playing with uh, Robert. You know. Um. Who else? Uh, damn. Uh, I like Kid Koala, you know, but he's been doing his thing for a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bullfrog. I know when we went out on tour and stuff. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I can think of right now. <laughs> but when you guys get together and hang out, what what are the cats that you talk about your heroes like you know my guy when uh, when I get together with all my friends we're right. always talking about 
you know, Elvin and whatever, you know, Herbie um, and who are the DJs you guys talk about when you get together? Well, you know, you talk about some of the the guys who paved the way for us, you know, from the Flash to, you know, you had DJ Premier, you had Pete Rock, you had, you know, Jay Dilla, you know, it's, it's yeah. a lot of lot of uh, influential people in, in the space, you know, and yeah. Ali Shahi, Muhammad, uh, played with Tribe Called Quest, you know, everybody has some different styles musically and in in their way of uh, in a way they play and a way to produce music as well you know so they incorporate a little bit of this and that so yeah. you know and uh we take a little bit of that and we put it into our own thing we just make it into our own thing you know so yeah, yeah. yeah. do you have uh do you find that um like with uh a lot of my favorite musicians you have these camps you'll have mm-hmm. like the Detroit, you know, like the Motown camp, and then you'll have the Muscle Shoals camp, and then you'll have the New Orleans, you know, like the different cities, and they all have their different sounds, a wrecking crew out in California, or the East Bay sound, you know, is it the same way with DJs? Do you hear the difference, like, based on, like, the city itself, Chicago, Atlanta, Philly, whatever, New York? Yeah, I mean, you got different um you know with the hip-hop is definitely different because you have all the different uh genres of trap and you know and uh yeah trap you got slow um grimy hip-hop and electro it's just it's you know it's it's definitely different when i came up you know from tribe days and day soul and you know, public enemy and stuff like that. Yeah, so J five. J five and stuff. So, you know, you got your West Coast hip hop, everybody they stick to that, you know. Um, and you got to yeah, it's just step in uh so say Atlanta, they have they they hold the vibe there going on down there, you know. So every you know, it's, there's a lot of different different camps, I should say, all around and music and musical different tastes, I should say. Do you do you remember uh, the first gig, we'll call it, that you got behind, you know, got up on uh, and and and, you know, played and made everybody dance? Like, do you remember when your first live performance or your first live like party or the first time you ever like spun for a group of people? Yeah, it would have to be in the Bronx, you know. I was just like, you know, I wanted to do something for my community. Um, and uh, I wanted to put on a party for, for my neighborhood. So I rented out the community center and just charged everybody a dollar. And, you know, and I just DJed and made sure everybody had a good time. And then, uh, so, that, you know, and for me to bring my equipment out of my house to downstairs, that was a big job, you know, (laughs) you know, I had friends to help me, but it was special just to be able to do that, to give back. And then, uh, you know, I would say, you know, some of the bigger places, you know, have big places like Red Rocks, you know, playing Red Rocks and doing a big thing there, uh, playing in Charlotte. That was good. Uh, Wow. Uh, 
What was it? What year was it when you did that first show? Yeah. Which show? Which one? The community Your very center. first one where you rented out the community center. Oh, uh, man. That's like, yeah, that had to have been like Earth years, too. Earth years. Yeah, Earth years. <laughs> it had been like kind of like 80s or something like that, you know? Early, early 80s or late Early 80s. 80s. Yeah, somewhere around there. I'd say <laughs> maybe like late. It might be like late, late 90, somewhere around there. Yeah. Was it a packed house? Do you remember? Was it a packed yeah, house? It was. It was packed. You know, it was packed. You know, it kind of. You know, it brought people together, and and, and you know, you you see people. You know, that you 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 see people in your neighborhood that you see you walking by this and that, and then also you see them at your party. You know, so that to me felt good. You know, you'll yeah. get people to say talk to them but then they know somebody that knows someone then everybody just you know like oh okay let's go you know go to this place and it was it was a beautiful thing to see you know ah, bring everybody awesome. together and you know hand tunes and that's what music does you know when you dj you know and um regardless you know you know music it, it uh it uh connects with people it took you all the way to Red Rocks. I and it took what me all the way to Red Rocks. You're going to have to rock in front of 100,000 people. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you got to write a memoir, man. Oh, yeah. Always yeah. tingling. Memoir. Always tingling. <laughs> I don't care what you name it. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Memoir oh. and a little documentary, too, probably. Got to do something. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> You're thank you so much for coming on man it's really great to see your face again i feel better and, and tingly and more <laughs> at ease now myself so thank you no, thank yeah, you dude. so much Otil, and thank you i appreciate you guys having me and of course, uh, love love what you guys are doing i'm following y'all and you have been having some great interviews with some great artists and it's been awesome, you know. Well, thank, thank you for you. everything. You it's been a pleasure watching you all these years. Thank you. Thank you. And Otil, we got to play. We got to get something going. Hey man, I'm getting back to gathering of nations. I got to take my kids. Yeah, you do. You they do. have to I'm telling you everybody y'all got to go. If you haven't been That's to New right. Orleans, you got to go. If you haven't been right. to gathering of nations, you got to go. It That's just right. you, I don't know how else to explain it's a great experience. That's it's all. Something. Yeah, you have to. It's, you have to see it for yourselves, and you have to come out. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to play together before that. Probably uh, Jam Cruise. Are you doing Jam Cruise? Uh, I haven't gotten yeah, no call yet. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll get a call <laughs> after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we can help with that. <laughs> it'd be great to see you on Jam Cruise. Uh, it'd be great to see you and see everyone else. You know, I love, I love Jam Cruise. I love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. But you have a good one. We love you, dude. All right, peace. See you, man. Take care. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.